Hello, and welcome to Brubacher and Beyond podcast, where we are shaping the world we live in so more people can find construction industry uncommonly refreshing. Today, we will be recapping the BuildWit Summit that was held in Houston, Texas this year. Our guest today is Ben Holmgren uh, from the BuildWit team. Uh, ben, would you like to introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, you bet. I, I greatly appreciate you having me on and looking forward to hanging out with you for a bit, Chris. Um, I work on the BuildWit team. The whole team has been focused really on uh, kind of a few different areas. We focus on the kind of creative end of things like marketing, branding, that kind of thing as a service. We have a, a software for training and development. And then we have our uh, what we call our Dirt World brand, which is uh, all things summit, all things uh, people and actually getting the industry engaged. And so we uh, those are kind of our three areas. I really focus more on the people side of things on the on the Dirt World brand and have been really focused on the, the summit in the last year. And we're uh, we're grateful to have people like Chris and many others join us. And we're looking forward to next year already. So. Yeah, and, and you talk about next year. I, I mean, it, it did hit me when it was like, wow, this is the first ever. And we'll talk about, you know, Wally did say that, you know, this is the first ever. And one of my things was like, wow, it, it was so great. I learned so much from it. How's next year going to be, you know, like that's a big thing. Um, but I actually kept my card. Uh, there's like a like a credit card side. Um, it says build with helping contractors attract, train and retain great people. Um, and really, that's what we're here to talk about is how to attract people. A lot of talk was how to train people. And then the third part was how to retain people. Um, and from all the guest speakers, you know, down there. Um, it was an amazing three days. I actually spent the one day cause we got done late. So I, I was down there for four days. Um, but it was so much content. I did not do everything. I'll be honest with everybody. I wasn't able to do everything, but the things that I wanted to do and focus on, I thought I did a good job being aware, being in the moment, speaking to people that I would like to speak to. And then we're outside of our industry and I found it really uh, amazing was all the people around us that we would think of as competitors in the industry. Um, I was able to talk to and, and have conversations with, and it was really enlightening. So um, I did not do the first day of the golf outing or the muster. Did did you do those, Ben, or, or one or the other? I, I didn't. I, I was there as a host, not as a participant. So uh, yeah, I, I I was kind of a floater, and and uh, we had people kind of in all all different areas. The golf, we had people at the at the uh, FTX. We had people at the different um, workshops and stuff. So, yeah, we were just around. Now, for Buildwit, you have done one of the FTX uh, musters before. Can you tell us a little bit about that, or what? Yeah, what, yeah, what that is from Echelon Front from Jocko. Yeah, so Jocko's team. Uh, at Echelon Front hosts this thing called the FTX, the field training exercise. And it's for about 25 people. So it's a pretty small group. And they do these trainings that are basically glorified laser tag. And the point of the whole all-day event is to better uh, identify all your weaknesses when it comes to leadership and then 
tune up those uh, bad habits you have or or shine a light on some good stuff that, that people uh, can bring to the table. So usually it's six or seven exercises where they go out, they play laser tag. So it's 25, uh, you know, in, in our case, construction leaders against four or five uh, Navy SEALs and and uh, combat vets and things. And they just, the, the 25 just get demolished first first uh, first part of the day. But as they learn these principles of leadership, they get better and better at uh, executing these missions. And eventually the SEALs uh, kind of, um, let them win or or let them get a little better at, at winning by using these principles. So it's really, it's less about laser tag, more about um, leadership and yeah. how to apply those things to their life and work. Yeah. So that's something that talking to people that did do it, um, they found it very valuable. Um, it's something that I've kind of put on the Brubacher bucket list for our operations team to do in the future, hopefully. Um so the first day, you know, the the keynote speaker was Wally. Um, I thought Wally was great. Um, it was great hearing his story of uh, being the the mascot for Notre Dame back in the day, um, his service to our country. Um, I still have his magazine. I you know the the fire starter speaking and consulting firm that he that he does honestly i never knew wally before that and now i'm following him and and looking at his tidbits every day so i thought that was really valuable but really the first day was with echelon front um there was several speakers from the echelon uh britney cooper who which again i never knew or followed before this event uh, i only knew jocko um um, from his books and his podcasts, but um, I also found it valuable for uh, JP Denali, um, you know, his talking about it and his experience. What did you take away from that first day? Because that first whole, pretty much a whole day was all echelon front um, training. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, I've been to the, the two-day muster, which is like the Jocko's their team put on this big two-day event called the muster and it's like sit in a conference room and and hear them talk about uh you know many of the things that they covered in our in our time uh, at the at the summit and then i've also done this field training exercise the ftx so I've, I've gotten kind of both sides of their training you know stuff in the field and then also in the conference room and i've read the books i've listened to the podcast i've done all that stuff it was amazing to me to sit through another day of their training and realize all the many ways that I am personally screwing up and not living by their principles that they teach. I've heard this stuff. Like I've, I've been there and done that. I've read the books and still finding all these ways that I'm not taking ownership. I'm, I'm deflecting, I'm blaming they talked about all kinds of different stuff from, from how to take ownership to the laws of combat. So prioritizing and executing and watching out for your team. They talked about keeping things simple. They talked about all these principles that they teach. And uh, to me, it was just a big, it was like a big wake up call to me of how I need to get back on the horse and uh, start to honor those principles more. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I, I've, listen to the book several times i listen to the podcast all the times 
And it, it did hit me the same way when like Jocko's like, get some, right? It was like, wow, like it's that it's that easy to take that and change your mind from feeling, you know, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to get up or don't want to do something or, you know, today's going to be hard. Just change that narrative and, and go get some. And, you know, you listen to his stories and some of the stories that are in the book or he said on the podcast, it's the same thing. But man, when it was like live and in front of you, you could feel the passion. You could, you know, feel when he was talking about, you know, team members that were wounded or, you know, they lost their life and, and the dramatic impact it had. Um, it was just an emotional roller coaster there. Um, but for me, you know, I listened to the podcast from JP before. And then when I heard his voice, I was like, whoa, that was him. You know, that, that was just amazing that put a face, you know, with hearing his story um, was very, was very emotional for me. Um, but the first day was just incredible, um, very upbeat. And I felt like the arena, so set the arena, right? There's 800 people there. We're in Houston, Texas. The music was awesome. Like, I don't know about you, but like, listen to the Metallica and like Inner Sandman <laughs> and all. I, I never listened to that stuff in a conference. It was just like, that's that's the mentality that these people have. It's just like, just keep on working hard and going from there. And um, and so that was pretty much the first day, right? Like that was that was the first day was uh, Echelon Front and Jocko. Um, now the, uh, the one for, thing, Chris, the one thing that that you didn't mention was that I I saw you early on Thursday, uh, the first the first real day. Saw you yeah. very early, four forty five a.m. at the morning PT, where you were you were there doing push ups, sit ups, squats, the whole thing. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll I will say this though. Once once I committed um, to going to this event, and I heard Jocko was going to do, you know, um, a workout in the morning, it was like game on. Like I go to the gym every day, but my eating habits are not always well. So I ate clean as a whistle. I made sure I was exercising five six days a week. Um, I cut some pounds off of me, and I was like. I'm paying for this thing, uh, you know, or the company's paying for this. I'm going to get out of it, you know, what, what, whatever I put into it. And man, that 23 minutes, I gave everything I had for 23 minutes. It was a great workout. And that was another thing, though, Ben. All those things we could do at our house, right? That workout, yep. you don't have to go to a gym. You can do it all at your house. It was just the mindset of this is what it is execute, work hard and, and do your best. And for 23 minutes, I'll tell you, man, I was busting my hump as hard, you know, as, as much as I was front row. Like I was not, I was not, uh, slacking. Uh, I felt old. I felt very old, but, uh, I was, <laughs> I was trying my hardest, but you were back there too. What did you think of it, Ben? It's so good. It's so good. And the, and the, the, that might be like a surprising thing to bring up. But 23 minutes, you're saying 23 minutes, uh, and we did some push-ups and whatever. But the the thing that I so so I I went to their muster, like I already mentioned, 
going on three years ago. And since since then, so so in the middle of that kind of, uh, it was like May of 2021, went to Florida, went to their muster, their two-day thing. They do the, that same workout two days in a row. So JP leads it and they uh, they do that workout. And I was in this in the middle of this thing called 5K May at the time. So run a 5K every day in May. And uh, I so I did the workout and then I do the 5K, be just totally gassed, but it, it was good, you know. And I had intended to do the 5K in May and then call it call it a wrap and be done with it. And that um, that one experience of like you were saying, 23 minutes doing the workout and getting on with my day, that one experience or this, those two days totally changed my mindset when it comes to fitness and staying, getting and staying in shape. And uh, I have not missed a day of working out since then, almost three years ago. Oh, wow. And I, not a single day. And that's largely because that totally changed my mindset. It like completely changed how I thought about fitness, how I thought about like getting in shape. Uh, I'm coming up on three years of, of not missing a single day. Like I'm, I'm almost, almost a thousand days. And the point is not like, Oh, people should do this or not or whatever. It was just like a total shift in my mind of what's possible when you decide that this is a non-negotiable. This is something that we get done no matter what. Some days are definitely harder than others. Some days I, I run ultras. Other days I do 15 minutes of squats and push-ups. you know? Yeah. But, uh, but the, the point is that one experience, like that, I got more out of that almost than the muster itself. It, it was just crazy. Like I would have paid twice that myself to learn that lesson. Yeah. And you know, almost three years later, like that's, that's the thing wow. that keeps, keeps paying dividends. So yeah, I was curious what you thought about it. Cause I saw you in the front row and you uh, absolutely dominated the workout. So. Trust yeah. Me. But then I looked next to me and there was a, a vendor there and she I was a couple of weeks pregnant or so, and she's doing burpees faster than me. And then I was <laughs> like, man, I, I should not be in the front row, but yes. I, yeah, but that's, again, that's, that is first form. She was awesome. Yeah. But that is, you know, building habits, you know, even if it's a habit at home, if it's a habit in construction at work, you have to build habits, you know, building habits will just keep on building. They're, they're the, they're the foundation blocks. Jamie Cochran was talking about um, how she uses some of the principles also at home. And I was like, man, if you did, if everybody did that, like, right. If we take that away, of she gave an analogy of like they were running late everybody's stressed out everybody's fighting and then but she took extreme ownership right she was like kids this is my fault i'm gonna get up earlier and then i think of it the same way like now i'm i'm trying to be a better dad too and be like family this is my fault i take ownership for this this is my fault this is how we're gonna fix it and move on but we can use those in our business as well. If something doesn't go right the first day, or if there is a debriefing after the day, and maybe we didn't get enough pipe installed that day or enough asphalt laid down, 
There's a reason why. Learn from it and move on, but take ownership for it, right? Don't blame somebody else and say it was that person's fault, it was that person's fault, or that company's fault. Take ownership and move on. So I thought that was really um, powerful how to use it at the workplace and at home. Um, so that's that's the one thing. And then I don't know if you want to say anything about that or if we want to roll into to JP's um short short saying or or short um debriefing but if you don't know jp i believe it's episode 47 right on jocko's podcast um and jp gives his uh background how he was with jocko um in the second deployment um and then he gives when he comes home like his success his failures I won't give it all away, but it's an emotional roller coaster. And if for someone not to be interested in it or take like um take passion in it or or just to feel the empathy for him sometimes, because right, he he was down and out sometimes. Um, you know, he gives a he gives a description of him selling pizzas, right? That's what he had to do to help his family. So he did what he had to do to help his family, but I thought that was very emotional. And again, being in front of him in, in that arena uh, was just awesome. So I don't know what your thought. I'm sure you've met those guys before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's crazy uh, about JP and it's crazy uh, to hear his, his story, I guess, but it's more so like the, what can you learn from it? Or what are the lessons that you can take and apply yourself? Uh, it was less than seven years ago and he was delivering pizzas and it's like seven years goes by in a blink. And now he's one of the lead instructors at Echelon Front, one of the premier uh, leadership development consultancies in the, in the nation, in the world. Like they're, they're dynamite and they make money. Uh, we paid dearly to oh, <laughs> yeah. us and by extension you paid dearly to have them in the room with us in Houston, but it was, it's cause it's worth it. It's like, it's so good. We could have had some like half witted, you know, who's he, what's it in there trying to talk to us. And everyone would have been like, yeah, it was fine. You know, or you have these guys come in and they, they can change your life with their words and their stories. And one of them is JP delivering pizza seven years ago. And now, you know, and he's just doing what it takes to provide for his family. And now he's uh, he's in a completely different position because of who he's hanging out with, what he's doing, the hustle for sure, but also the the leverage and the experiences and what he's done with his uh, with his life. It's just yeah. unreal. It's just amazing. I mean, like you said, seven years. And the last podcast I heard him on, he's like starting multiple businesses he's got his marriage his wife's help like it's just multiplying for him and the harder he works the more benefits he gets from it so definitely work hard um then at the end of the day randy blunt was up there he gave it an emotional testimony again i don't want to ruin everything for everybody um but randy's you know something special with his circumstance where he pretty much inherited a company when he was younger because of his his father's health 
Um, mm-hmm. And he grew that company and he sold it to some investors. But now what's Randy's with BuildWit, right? So what's that? What does he do at BuildWit now? Yeah, he's our CFO by by title, CFO and um, CTO or acting CTO. So he kind of plays two roles. He watches or or is involved in the product and like our, our training product. And he's also watching over the numbers. Yeah. Um, and then they talked about, you know, this is really where it got me too. And and this is one of the notes that I that I wrote down because I have four daughters, right? And he said, how would you feel sending your child into a workforce knowing there is an 88% chance uh, they will not be treated with dignity and respect, right? Like, mm. so I told, I was like, you know what? I will take initiative and I will treat people the way that I would want someone to treat my daughters in the construction industry. So I'm like, man, that's going to be, because right, sometimes you go to job sites and it's just, but if you just take that paradigm of that is someone's child, dignity and respect, it just changes the way that you think about things, you know? So that was just one thing that I am going to do is look through the lens of, if that was my child, how would I like her to be treated um, in this industry? So that was uh, so good. And especially, I mean, it's Ben, I know your children are, are younger than mine, but man, the days are, the days are short and the year or the, the years are short and the days are long, but man, I, I cannot believe my oldest is almost 19 years old. And it's, it's just crazy how fast time goes, but that's the first day, right? Um, I don't know about you, but it was like over so quickly, right? Like I, I wanted more. I was like, more, keep on going. Um, 100%. But that was yep. a great day. I thought it was, uh, you know, and I don't know, you know, behind the scenes, how did you guys prepare for this? Like, what did you guys, was there a committee or did you like get voluntold to do something or how, how did that all go? Yeah. So, so we have a handful of folks on our team that have done events and things. And so they played a key role kind of from us, uh, from us outward. And then we have, we worked with uh, platinum experiences, this, this event company, and that's what they, that's their bread and butter. And they kind of helped on the, all the logistics, all the, the details, they were heavily involved from the start. And I, like I started that conversation 10 months ago, like last, last February, uh, it started with a couple emails going back and forth and it turned into this and, and, uh, they've been amazing partners. So yeah, we're definitely getting them again. And Aaron said it something is, and I, I don't know this too, but he mentioned in his keynote, he would, he didn't want to do this, right. Or he didn't think of this. Or, so where did the idea come from to have this summit? Whose idea was it? And then, if Aaron doesn't want to do it, are there like a whole bunch of people that did, or if you can give us a little behind the scenes on that as well? Yeah, uh, I can. Cause I, I was pretty involved in that whole kind of uh, journey. We've done multiple like small events. So 30, 50 people in a room for a day or two. We've done them in Cincinnati and Philly and North Carolina and the whole, the whole thing. I mean, we've done probably a dozen or more over the last couple of years. And it finally got to a point where it's like, these are, these are good, but how do we actually affect change and how do we make a big difference? 
and that's where this summit kind of came up and um it was like it was kind of split half and half half including aaron and some others were like hey this is a no deal like we can't be doing this this is insane this is um it's way too risky you know because once we sign all these checks we sign the hotel sign the speakers sign the like then we have to pay for it and if we don't then we're we're hosed and then there was the other side where it was like hey we got to do this now or never um so buckle up and that side won out <laughs> so, wow that's yeah that's one yeah. heck of a roller coaster right because <laughs> i mean build, how, how many years has build with been in like you guys have grown rapidly right in a short amount of time I couldn't only imagine the exposure or risk that you're talking about signing up all those people and all that expense. I mean, yeah, if it, if it doesn't go well, whew, but it went great. Yep. I mean, listen, I, I thought it was 800 and some people were there. The speakers were phenomenal. If it's going to get better every year, I'm like, we're already signed up. Like we're already committed for next year. We're even talking about bringing more people um, but the funny thing that I, that I took out of it too, was I had a couple people come up to me and were like, yeah, we saw that you guys were on. So we had to go like when we were talking about mm. local people around us, like comp friendly mm -hmm. competitors, they all told me, yeah, you, we saw that you signed up. We had to go because you guys were going. So I was like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, that's all good. From a, that's good. All from, uh, an email that you sent to me and you know, the, the connection from there. So we're going to roll this into another episode. Um, so we will go into day two of the Build Wit Summit in the next episode of Brubacher and Beyond. Thanks for listening to the Brubacher podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to our podcast so you can listen to the new episodes each month. Share it with your friends in the industry and those who might like to learn more about the construction industry. Feel free to check out our website at www.brubacher.net. I'm Keith Brubacher, president of Brubacher Excavating Incorporated, and we hope you found our discussion insightful, and we look forward to the next time together.